Okay, Peter. We are not here in the studio together, but you are on a phone, so we can uh, do our equity podcast. Good to have you. Yes. <laughs> we are going to yeah. talk about uh, three big topics today, the rising bond yields and how they're impacting uh, equities right now. It seems like we are, I would not say panic mode, but at least uh, in a mode where uh, equities are taking a bit of a beating. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, IPOs. Uh, Birkenstock, the footwear maker, uh, is going to be listed yep. uh, next week uh, after after plan on a on a nine billion dollar valuation. So interesting to follow. And then we get the beginning of the the earnings season uh, with PepsiCo, Delta Airlines, and JP Morgan next week. But uh, but let's start with the with the yields. What are you thinking, Peter, on that? Well, I, as Dan um, Jacobs, our CIO, he he's, he called it or framed it uh, the potential Mike Tyson moment, where you have a plan until you get a smack on your in your face, and um, uh, that might be true. It, it feels very much like uh, bond yields wants to find a new equilibrium, and uh, equities are down, but but it's only down eight percent. So the 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 um, the troubles are really much in the in the bond market, but. Um, Maybe maybe one area of the equity market, Oscar, as we have talked about a couple of times on the podcast, are these green transformation stocks. I actually wrote about it yesterday, and uh, Arstead and you know, uh, Brookfield Renewable Partners uh, in in Canada, and and some of the solar companies are really taking a beating. And it's just you know high high bond yields is just really bad for uh, for green stocks. Yeah. And it's also, I think, it, it's it's hard to know how bad it really is because it's also as as we saw a big hype in. In green stocks in in 2021, uh, and yeah, right after Corona, every, everyone wanted to invest in green stocks. Now it's now it's an area where nobody wants to be. And again, if if you look yeah. at the sector, it's super super complex to actually know how vulnerable uh, is the whole sector and investment cycle in yeah on 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 moving interest rates. And and it seems like if you ask politicians in EU and and the US, there's still a lot of focus on. On the green transformation, so I personally I think it's really really hard to know. Okay, a one percent increase in the ten year yield as we have been seeing for the last uh, few months, how bad is it really? But it seems like the market is responding quite uh, negatively to this. But it could also be an opportunity in some ways, or what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. But I, I tend to agree. Uh, it depends very much. I mean, if you have a very long term. Uh, investment horizon like 10 years um i i still think there will be lots of uh, great opportunities in, uh, in green transformation but oscar we we also have to talk a little bit about you know because we've been writing some notes to clients today so if it gets worse with rising bond yields mm. if there is a new paradigm then of course you know you should be prepared for it so um how can you re- potentially reduce your risk and i think you know i think on this podcast we'll talk about the simple stuff because the advanced stuff futures and 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 options and cfds uh, for a little bit more, the ad- advanced trader, and um, they already know how to do that. I think if you're just a big ordinary investor, I think one of the things to consider is, um, you know, maybe increasing your cash allocation. Think about whether you have too much a concentrated, uh, you know, portfolio, and then these whole cyclicals, Oscar. Um, maybe avoid having some of these technology stocks. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we have been talking. Uh yeah, a lot about this for for a long time. Also, this whole stagflation theme. If you go into an environment where you still have uh, high inflation, you will have these sticky for longer interest rates, but lower growth. 
then it, 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 it means that some parts of the stock market are more uh, vulnerable for, for, for these increases like tech that has been, if, especially if you look at big tech, has been, been, been great. But we have been talking uh, for, for a long time on, on maybe looking at some of these most more defensive sectors like, I would say maybe utilities are not great when, when the interest rates goes up, but, but still, uh, say healthcare, uh, consumer stables, uh, maybe defense again, uh, where you know there's some you know, spending coming up, no matter if we uh, go into a lower growth environment. You know, just having a look at those sectors so you're not all in either big tech or small tech, but making sure you are, are diversified uh, across uh, different markets. And, and as you say, have some cash. You know, it's it's not that bad to actually uh, have cash in the portfolio. If you look two years ago, it was a, a negatively performing asset with, with negative interest rates. But now you actually, you know, in Europe, you get uh, 3%. If you have cash in your account here at Saxo, maybe also at some other banks, you get also uh, yeah, 3% at Saxo, maybe a bit lower at other banks. Uh, in, in the US, you get more than 5%. So it's actually a pretty good alternative uh, and and I would say not, even though it sounds passive to be invested in cash, uh, it's it's actually an asset that's performing. So I think it should have a place in a portfolio at 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 the you know with the market we have today. That's that's uh, you know very very hard to 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 look ahead on. Um, so so I think it it makes I, sense. I, uh... Yeah, I agree, and it was also we mentioned it last time that Ray Dalio has talked about the you know having uh, having more cash. I would say one uh, one thing before we move on to the uh, to the IPO story of today, uh, and that is in all these times, and I have the scars to prove it because I've done it before. Never go all uh, go all in on cash um, because you panic. Uh, the future is, is 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 neither completely rosy and we go into the heavens, always, and it's not it never hell either. So I would always argue that if you if you go into cash, you know it's fine. Go to twenty five or thirty percent, whatever makes yeah, sense for you. But never go all out right? of the. That's even a high allocation. Uh, never go all out of the market because then it's very difficult to get back into the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you saw it back in, you know, we had kind of the same situation back in March with the whole Silicon Valley banking crisis, stuff like that. Uh, everyone was saying the market is going to collapse. Uh, people went out of the market. And then all of a sudden you got this big, big rally on, you know, like a relief rally. And, and of course that can happen again a month or two from now. Nobody knows, but, but you know, statistically equities are performing over time. But again, it's, uh, it's not fun to panic. And if you're only in tech stocks, then there's a risk for for panic. If it all melts down, then you get out of, at the wrong point uh, in, in in time, and then you know when when should you go in again? So, I think we agree on that, Peter. Okay, Birkenstock IPO next week. Yep. Uh, kind of interesting that they're still moving forward. I I think they when they when they uh, presented the IPO, they were talking about a valuation of around eight billion dollars. So they actually took up the valuation from the first yeah. uh, announcement. That's pretty interesting compared to when you look at Instacart and Arm and all of these IPOs that have not been doing super well. So it seems like there's some appetite out there for for shoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say, uh, let's explain what is Birkenstock for those that are not familiar with the brand. I'm actually, I'm, I'm getting so old now, Oscar, and I'm a boring Dane that I'm actually wearing a, a Birkenstock 
uh, sandals right now doing yeah. this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I'm in the office, so I, I but but if I could, I would have them as well here. <laughs> but uh, it would yeah. be uh, a good outfit for for the sexual office. But but I agree, I have them as well. No. It's a great sandals, um, and I think they make other types of shoes as well. And it's a very popular, it's very uh, com- comfortable to wear. And I, I think, as you said, I mean, I think the market, yes, it's a consumer discretionary. If you look at it from a very strict equity sector classification view, but I actually think it's it's closer to a consumer stable. Um, I, I think it, it's very stable and predictable sales, and they have a very strong brand. So, um, yeah, I, I actually think that investors will like this case. And, and as I said to you before we went on the podcast, a little bit like when we talked about Nike, uh, Oscar, it's all about this um, direct-to-consumer sales. If you can sort of skip the retailers, it, it, you, there's an extra percentage of two uh, in terms of margin, and that's just really that's attractive for shareholders. Yeah, and also they are, in fact, actually growing uh, and have been growing for the last few years. So they're also in, on, on kind of a, a good trend compared to some of the other bigger uh, shoemakers and, 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 and retailers in, in that space. So I also think it, it looks quite interesting. And I looked at the prospectus of, of Birkenstock and what's also interesting about, you can say it's just a sandal. You know, if you go out there, you can find so many uh, copies where instead of paying $100 for, for a pair of, uh, of Birkenstock, you can find, you know, copies of, of, of the sandal of, you know, what's it, $15 or $20 on Facebook or wherever you shop. Uh, but it seems like the brand, it has been around for so long and always they kind of fit into the, 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 the you can say, the cool fashion view. I don't know, if, but if you go back to the 60s, it was like <laughs> a symbol of the whole... You can say uh, uh, liberation. You know, women are going from uh, high heels to to sandals. Then in in the seventies, it was all about environment. Then in the eighties, it was was the the whole peace movement, uh, which was also in the sixties. And now again, if you look at the Barbie movie, I know you should not buy a stock, but just because it's in the Barbie movie, but still, uh, there's also a symbol of Barbie throwing away the high heels and 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 taking a pair of pink uh, Birkenstock, and it's. <laughs> It's, it's it's not that you make the case, but but they are, as you say, a, a nice mixture of a consumer stable because it's still a sandal. It's not like a luxury luxury product, but they have some kind of mode around their brand, which keeps the the oh. the, the, the customer of Birkenstock quite loyal. Also, thing in the prospectus, they they mentioned that their average. If you look at the average consumer that that's buying a, a pair of sandals, they are buying almost four pairs of sandals per. Uh, you know, consumer. So if you're in the the club, then you're actually a quite a, a, a loyal customer. Where I don't know how how it looks on Adidas or, or Nike if it, if it's the same, but but it seems like they they have some way of of yeah keeping their clients loyal in in another way than 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 other brands, and and they can actually give growth where others are not doing it. So I guess that's why they, yeah, but they can also, actually uh, get that valuation. Yeah, and I think also the, the strong brand um, makes it possible for them to take a significantly higher price. If you compare their uh, products with uh, competing products, they, they, they charge a much higher price. So there is a premium, there's a premium built into the brand, which is positive. And we should also mention that the, um, the shares are expected to be priced uh, on Tuesday uh, next week. Mm-hmm. And then the first day of trading, 
in the US will be on uh, on Wednesday. I'm actually quite excited about uh, this Birkenstock IPO, and um, if it uh, if it takes off well, um, then we have another successful uh, IPO, and um, hopefully that can keep the um, the the pipes open for uh, for more IPOs, which uh, is is always a good thing for the equity market. But but the earnings season, mm-hmm. Oscar, we just mm-hmm. talked about Birkenstock. That's a consumer stable. We have to talk about Pepsi Cola because Pepsi Cola to me is an extremely successful company. They are so great at delivering uh, shareholder returns. They did a, a, they had a much better strategy than Coca-Cola back in the days when they uh, saw this trend of combining uh, beverage and soft drinks with uh, the snacks business. It's just been a phenomenal company and this is just a consumer stable company. It's just predictable growth and they, it keeps growing. I mean, I, I don't know what, what, what you think about the brand, but it's really, it's one of those stocks. I think that if there is a rotation in the equity market, yeah. this is one of those stocks that you would be looking at. Yeah. That's definitely more in the more uh, defensive play in the, in the consumer stables. You can say, I don't know exactly about, you know, personally, I, I like Coca-Cola better, but I guess if you take the whole world, it's a 50, 50, um, But yeah, again, it's like this, it's like the you know if you take Kimberly Clark that makes the 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 diapers, you know, it's it's a company where they have kind of you know you know what you're getting. Uh, it doesn't really matter a lot if the interest rates is uh, half a percentage higher or lower. You know, if inflation is going up a bit, they they uh, they can take up their prices. So so it's you go for the stability, and and I guess uh, you know that's also what you're gonna get. Uh, next week at the earnings that you know what should what should me really be the big surprise i don't know if there could be one if they see some you know weakness in consumer spending but it it should hit other companies uh you know like maybe Birkenstock or or, or nike or some of the others a lot more before it it hurts uh, a stock like pepsico Uh, yeah, then, uh, I actually, I think they, I, I, I think they will outperform actually, uh, or a surprise to the upside. Uh, and they report on Tuesday. Uh, that's important before the market opens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Delta, uh, you wrote in the note as well. You know, now here in Scandinavia, we have uh, SAS getting delisted now. I think uh, some some people uh, the last few days they were they were took it as a positive note that they will actually be safe so they can continue flying around Europe. But uh, for the Common stockholder, it means that the uh, stock is worth zero. Uh, they're getting delisted and taken taken out by a consortium of uh, of investors. But Delta, you know, I look I looked at all airlines. There's there's a, a, an ETF called Jets. It's like uh, say a combination of, of all airlines in in the world, and and it you know in general, it has not been a very good investment to be to be in these airlines. So. I don't know Delta. It's, no. Everything is better than SAS in Scandinavia, but I don't know. Is it really better? Uh, I, 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 my view on airlines is the same view as uh, Warren Buffett's, and it's it's uh, it's an industry that has been uh, pissing away capital. Sorry, my French uh, for for three decades, and mm. there's too much competition. There's, it requires too much capital. It's too complex, and you cannot have a premium brand and and have high prices and high margins in this business so it's just it's just terrible um the only reason why i think it's worth mentioning it is it's not from it's not from an investor perspective whether it's it's interesting to buy or sell it it's it, i only look at delta airlines and they report on thursday by the way before the market opens um it's only interesting in the sense that is there a positive trend in traveling that's that's yeah. the only and the only reason why we look at it yeah Yeah, and it seems like you still have a positive trend in traveling. I have have had it for yeah since the 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 reopening, but 
airlines are not really benefiting from it because, as you say, it's just a very, very difficult uh, business. Then I guess JP Morgan on Friday before uh, before open, that would be the first like big earnings that could really move the market as I see it. You know, uh, one, one thing is how the bank is doing, but I guess also their comments on on the, you know, spending, how's credit card spending looking, how's the company's doing, how's the credit quality, all of this. Uh, for, for me, that's, I guess, extremely important to to have a look at how Jamie Dimon and his, his friends in the bank are, are viewing the economy. Yeah, they're, pro- they, they're typically quite uh, transparent. And if you look at the analyst estimates, they, they're really high. I mean, net revenue growth, 22% expected, earnings growth, 22% expected. Uh, it is just an unbeatable bank. It's the best, I think, in the US mm. to uh, to own. If you want you want that exposure, they just simply have the best business and the best balance sheet. Um, having said that, you talked about the stagflation theme. Um, it is worth mentioning that in the financials are typically not doing it, doing very well um, in a stagflationary environment. So it's not because I don't really like the banks. I think it's really an old business that I don't find them extraordinarily interesting. But it's, um, but as you say, we look for JP Morgan for insights into the economy and credit card and, and, and credit growth, etc. Mm. That's it. Very good, Peter. I think that was, uh, that was time. So some earnings to look at next week. It's going to be uh, exciting to see how the company is actually doing in this uh, economy the next month or so. Interest rates, really important to look at. And then uh, the Sandal IPO, Birkenstock, on, say, Wednesday. It's going live uh, on the UX exchange. Zone. Right, Peter? I think I lost Peter. But uh, see you next week and uh, have a good uh, investing week. Thank you.